When you're eating high glycemic carbohydrates, combine them with these foods, which can be shown to help improve insulin sensitivity. I'm referring to On today's episode of Live Lean TV, I'm sharing tips on how to prevent blood sugar spikes and improve insulin resistance. And also make sure you stay tuned to the end of this video because I'm sharing four simple tips to prevent blood sugar spikes and slow insulin production. So this is a question from our hashtag LLTV Q&A series that we filmed back in 2012. So first you're gonna watch me share my quick clip of my answer from 2012. Then I'll answer it again today with more detailed thoughts. All right, so let's first jump back to 2012. I've been reading about insulin spikes and way to slow and prevent them. For what effort do you try to slow insulin spikes, i.e. do you drink cider vinegar with water before a meal, especially if you decide to have a bit of a treat meal? How do you reduce significant spikes in insulin? What tactics do you use? So first of all, I try to minimize insulin spikes by not eating the foods that cause it. The only times I have insulin spikes and when you want insulin spikes is after your workout. So I do that using maple syrup, real foods, real whole foods. but. If you're having a cheat meal, I basically just say have your cheat meal. Don't worry about it because it's only happening on a rare occasion. But yes, apple cider vinegar can reduce it. Cinnamon can reduce it. There's different little things like that. But you know what? I really don't focus on it because if you're only having a cheat meal once a week, have your cheat meal and it actually can be healthy for you because it can actually help replace the leptin hormone and really help you know fire up your metabolism again. So don't worry about it. But you're right. Apple cider vinegar and cinnamon can help. All right, now improving insulin resistance and preventing blood sugar spikes are two of the most important ways to improve your physique and just your overall health. Now you can accomplish this by eating the right types of foods in the right quantities at the right times while also moving your body. So before I share those tips on how to prevent blood sugar spikes and improve insulin resistance, let me just first briefly clarify what insulin is. Okay, insulin is just a storing hormone that is produced by the pancreas primarily after eating carbohydrate rich foods. Now in past videos, I've often classified it as the fat storing hormone, but insulin can also help build muscle. So after eating carbohydrates, they get absorbed into the bloodstream, which then elevates your blood sugar. Now this increase in blood sugar creates a signal to your pancreas to produce insulin, which then comes in and helps process the sugar. So when you're healthy, the insulin helps the cells in your body absorb that blood sugar. So this is used for immediate energy or stored as short-term energy in the form of glycogen in the muscle cells. All right, so now let's talk about what is insulin resistance. So the problems occur when your cells become less receptive to that insulin. So this is often referred to as insulin resistance. So think of it as like if there's a lock on the door to your cells. When you are insulin sensitive, which is the opposite of insulin resistance, the insulin unlocks the door to the cells so the blood sugar can then be burned for energy. However, when you are insulin resistant, the blood sugar doesn't enter the cells because it just can't get through that locked door. So the pancreas just keeps producing more insulin to help remove the blood sugar. Not good. Insulin resistance can lead to fat gain increased triglycerides, which causes heart disease, inflammation, and type two diabetes. So if you're wondering if you are suffering from insulin resistance, you can get a blood glucose test from your doctor or you can even get it at most pharmacies. So the blood glucose test levels, if you're 70 to 100 milligrams, it's considered normal. However, 75 to 85 is a good sign of health and insulin sensitivity. 100 to 125 can be considered pre-diabetic and insulin resistant. And then 125 milligrams or over is usually considered diabetic. 
So here's something that a lot of people don't know. Consuming healthy fat can help improve insulin resistance. Now, the cells in your body are made up of two layers of fat. So depending on your diet, these layers can be comprised of healthy fat or unhealthy fat. So when your diet is rich in healthy fat like omega-3 fatty acids, the locks on the cell doors become easier to open as they are more sensitive to insulin. This is good. However, if your diet is high in unhealthy like trans fats or refined vegetable oils, your omega-6 to your omega-3 ratio will probably be out of whack and the cells may become more resistant to insulin. Not good. So I did a full post on the best foods high in omega-3 fatty acids. You can go watch that right here if you're interested. And I also supplement with omega-3s from fish or from krill oil. So the link that I use, I'll link it down below. Now that you know what insulin is, let's get to the tips on how to prevent blood sugar spikes and improve insulin resistance. Number one, manage the glycemic response by eating a diet higher in protein and fat and lower in carbohydrates. Okay, so foods higher in carbohydrates tend to have a higher glycemic index rating, thus causing those spikes in blood sugar. Lower glycemic carbohydrates tend to be fibrous vegetables and low fructose fruit like berries and grapefruit. So I did a post right here on sharing which carbohydrates are high and low on the glycemic index so you can go check it out there. Now eating foods primarily higher in protein and healthy fat do not cause these blood sugar spikes as much as carbohydrates. So if you are eating higher glycemic carbohydrates, one tip is to pair it with a food that's high in protein or fat as this can help minimize that spike in blood sugar and insulin. Another tip, if you're eating like oatmeal, you can add cinnamon to it to help manage the blood sugar spikes. Number two, Resistance training is a friend of your blood sugar. Now, one of the most beneficial ways to improve insulin resistance is to lift weights and do HIIT workouts as they require more energy. So when you burn more energy in the day, your glycogen levels can replenish with more sugar that you're consuming. It's when the glycogen levels are already full that that excess sugar can be stored in the fat cells. Although any type of movement is good, including walking you know, 10,000 steps a day, lifting weights and HIIT workouts are optimal for improving insulin sensitivity since they just require so much energy. But focus on just moving more. So I do recommend you guys go take our quick living body quiz to find the best program for you based on your goals, your fitness level, and access to equipment. Get on a program, guys. I'll put that link down below. All right, number three, supplement with omega-3 fats. So today's standard diet, also known as the SAD diet, is low in omega-3 fats. And as I mentioned earlier, guys, omega-3 fats help your cells become more receptive to the blood sugar, thus requiring less insulin production. So here's a brand of omega-3s that I use right here. I'll put a link down below if you wanna go check it out. All right, number four, combine these insulin-friendly ingredients when you're eating higher carbohydrate foods. So when you're eating high glycemic carbohydrates, combine them with these foods, which can be shown to help improve insulin sensitivity. I'm referring to apple cider vinegar, balsamic vinegar, lemon, lime, and you could also have a green tea before a meal, add your favorite nuts like walnuts and almonds, also spices like cinnamon, fenugreek, and turmeric. Pickled foods such as kimchi, sauerkraut, and pickled ginger. So for example, just go drink some lemon water or take a shot of apple cider vinegar before eating a high carbohydrate meal. Number five, increase the resistant starch in carbohydrates. So the blood sugar spikes in carbohydrates when they're high in resistant starch are decreased. Now you can increase the resistant starch in carbohydrates by doing this. First, 
you cook the carbohydrate, then you let it cool down, then you reheat it. So for example, cook a potato, then just let it cool down. So you could cook a bunch of potatoes, then put it in the fridge and then eat it tomorrow. Then when you're ready to eat it tomorrow, reheat it. Now by doing this, it increases the resistant starch. Now the resistant starch is also good for the healthy bacteria in your stomach. So here's the bottom line guys, I get it. This may all seem overwhelming, but it really doesn't have to be. Again, it's about eating the right foods at the right times, in the right quantities and moving your body. And that is why we created our teamlevine.com platform where we provide you with access to the right workouts and weekly meal plans containing delicious recipes, cooking videos for those recipes and grocery lists. So you get it all. All you have to do, follow the proven step-by-step -step plan along with a whole bunch of other people who are just like you. That is key guys. And I'm one of your coaches, Jessica's one of your coaches in there. So we invite you to join our teamoflean.com community. I'll put a link down in the video description below. All right, today's question for you is which of these five tips are you going to start implementing into your lifestyle? All right, so if you want to learn how to turn your body into a fat burning machine, I did a video that you guys should check out. It's right over here. 